You're listening to the VRverse, a virtual reality podcast where two friends talk all things VR. Now, let's join your hosts, the VR Realm and Dr. Oculus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of the VRverse. Fancy new intros and things. I have to be prepared for the ending so I could say it's hard. Well, hello, everyone. Hope everyone has had a good day. So here for episode 23 of the VRverse, of course, with the lovely Dr. Oculus. Um, I'm just going to... I didn't open this before, so I'm sorry if you hear a, a cracking noise. Ah, that was my nail. Sorry. I'm experiencing technical issues. It's fine. You can just just keep going. Just keep vamping. It's fine. It's, it's not a problem. <laughs> Doc is facing... I opened the stream, and now it's just vanished, and I can't turn it off. So I'm getting you twice. Um, I just wanted to watch that dope intro, man. That that thing was awesome. Got some work into it. It'll be fun to have an intro. Got some some person. The voice you hear on there is some person who does voiceovers for adverts in the UK and radios and stuff. I was gonna say, like, who's who's our <laughs> professional sounding voice voiceover person? Yeah, he does um, voiceover for adverts. He's worked with some big companies in the UK for voiceovers for adverts and stuff. Um, cool. Offering these servers through Fiverr, so I thought, you know what, I will, I will use you. Let's get a good professional voice on the intro. Then we can cut to our ah. unprofessional nature. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely bring an air of unprofessionalism to things. I always do, um, as you could see by me failing a moment we went live. Um, so yeah, that's good times. But I, I, yeah, that's that was an awesome show, man. I dig that. Um, so there we go. Do the audio listeners get to hear that too, or is it just the people who join us live here on twitch.tv slash the VRL? The audio listeners will get it as well. I'll make sure that cool. that full intro part, I know they don't see the video, but the full song and the and the, the talking part will be in the audio version as well. Nice. So yeah. Speaking of the talking part. Yes. It's been a month. Again, it's been yet another month. A month of very many highs and a few lows as well. Um, yes. So what have you been doing? Um, it's just it's just like these releases are never going to stop. That's what it really, really feels like. <laughs> Every month we come with well, like releases, releases, releases. Yeah, we're, we're getting a little bit of respite because we've had some delays as well, which is like on one hand, it's like, okay, yeah, you only get one shot at releasing and... Yeah, you should you should realistically be trying to put out the best possible thing. There's no point in putting out a janky, broken, garbage thing that nobody wants. You may as well release a good product and do it the first time and do it right. Yeah. So affected the the sequel, the the fallen the tree planet people. Yeah, what was it? Affected the asylum. It's delayed. Yes, that's been delayed. Uh, which makes sense because if you were ever going to rush it for any reason at all, you're going to rush it for the back end of October. Not like if you get to the point where it's not out by Halloween, screw it. Just release it when it's ready, not when it's half baked. Yeah. Because you said you'd get it out early November. Just release it when you, you should do. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not going to rush it out of Halloween, just don't rush it at all. Now we got a delay to. One that I've I've sort of been keeping an eye on is to make me think of Red Steel. I don't know if it's coming on everything or just PlayStation. Uh, Tiger Blade. I know that was due out on the seventeenth, and then it just never come out. And then the developers mm. announced it. They're hoping to get it out at some point this year. 
the is the um, oh, but no. <laughs> next month. <laughs> yeah, t- time's running out on that one. So I wouldn't I wouldn't overly hold your breath. No. But as I said, it's it's better to do it right first time than do it one time and have everybody just say nah and then miss your window of um just people actually caring. So yeah. I think it's much better if you do that. And then today was it announced uh Bulletstorm VR have pushed back to just a little bit till like January next year as well. Yeah, that was that so, was yeah. I think that was late last night, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, that's um, once again another one of those things that I'm just like, just it's fine. Go yeah. enjoy your Christmas vacation. Don't don't just work tirelessly because there, there needs to be a work life balance. I dig VR developers; they are my rock stars. I my I idolize them. So yeah, don't kill yourself to get me a game. Get it when you you can. Just not uh, right too, now. Like, too, don't don't worry about it. Too many uncooked games come out at the moment. In the VR yes. space, and then, oh, sorry, um, we're going to fix it with a patch, and you're like, well, just delay yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Hellsweeper, for example, came out, and everybody was like, "I'm not liking this." Now, admittedly, it's functionally it's fine. Hellsweeper, it's there's nothing overly wrong with it. It's just that people were like. One of the things about previous games is that not only were they inventive, but they also looked great. Yeah. And this is a quest game, no matter what platform you buy it on. So people were ultimately disappointed. So that's a little bit of a them problem. Yeah. Um, but then they released notes saying uh, it, it was always planned. We were going to make it better after launch and and things. And he, he, once again, that that first window of opportunity of people buying your thing and having fun, they've yeah. now just taken a massive turd in it that people just can't seem to get past. So, yeah, so, so firewall, another. I, I think another example. I think as well with um, Bulletstorm is it's made by Incurvo doing the VR release of it and. Their release of Green Hell on PlayStation VR got so much stick, so I think maybe they've they've learned a lesson from that. As yeah. in, like, oh, we were just better. I keep meaning to go back to that. Although the Green Hell, it was always the caveat of this is not the full, like this is early access. It always it was always wait was it always told it was early access? It might not be. I don't think it so. might have been one when they released it. Yeah, that, in which case that was a bit whiffed. So they definitely maybe learn a few things. Um, something that Firewall just didn't at all. Yeah. And not only did they make the same game, they made the exact same problems, the exact same mistakes, which is just odd to me. But um, yes, so I'm I'm all for pushing these games back because a it buys us more time to finish what we have now and b i'd rather just have a good game in january than a crap game in november yeah definitely definitely and um, i think as well get it crap it's gonna push yeah, push oh, yeah go for it i think as well pushing it back that way is i mean we normally complain that content is key but we need a break and a ch- like you said and a chance to play stuff that we've already got <laughs> yeah we do absolutely we do i mean admittedly we're fortunate in that we're in a position where playing a vast quantity of vr games is an option yeah 
a lot of people they do have to just sort of buy a game and live with that game for a while yeah and that's you know it's absolutely fine they can do that but um for those of us that try and keep up well, well to be fair i stopped trying to keep up years ago my to-do list is yeah I, I i need to just quit real life and become a full-time streamer and just just try and catch up with those games or do a croy and just have a massive streams of just getting through a list like yeah. four games a night or something because they keep coming too uh, we've got more games on the horizon which um we'll probably touch on a little bit later because god i can't wait for those mm-hmm. again another big temple game coming out um yeah so definitely looking forward to that mm-hmm. definitely but i was thinking of looking backwards first yeah definitely look at what, what we've just had what's come out since over this last time i mean i've, I've been jumping in quite a lot um mm. you're yeah you're a machine like you're way more committed than i am i i'm still back to that 20 minutes and move on guy but like like i've said it on podcast before i'm lucky enough to finish work at half two in the afternoon every day so it's like i've got so yeah. <laughs> till I know they get in bed till about eleven o'clock to play to play the games if I want. <laughs> if I was committed enough, I could, you know, wake up and do some stuff. But I bed is just so appealing. So I don't know. But I will I will I'll commit to doing a lot more very, very soon, I think. Um I might just start doing more over the weekend. Yeah. The plan was always to do YouTube stuff for like early week and then stream for the rest of the week and I, I the youtube stuff has fallen apart apart from this very podcast which you will be able to listen to over on the dr oculus youtube channel if ever you want to catch any of the older episodes we've managed to get a good chunk of them up now and i'm going to start releasing those uh, uh sort of maybe week by week or so just to, to drip feed them for a little while until we catch up and then just they'll go live within a week or so of them being on Twitch over yep. on YouTube. Yeah. And also we made, on that note as well, we also made a decision around the podcast. Um, moving forward from from this month, we're going to start doing it on the last Tuesday of every month. So it's got a set, a set, not obviously not a bank set date, but it's got a, it's actually got a, a yeah, time frame. A bit more consistency sort of thing. Yeah. So the last Tuesday... Which we say this, we announced it this this month, and then next month, month it's yeah. Boxing Day. Yeah, <laughs> which so I don't good. know about you, but I'm probably going to be busy. Yeah, it's going to be um obviously public holiday permitting. <laughs> yeah. So next month maybe not so much, but New Year maybe January twenty sixth probably that'll be fine yeah. for me. Yep, should be. So fine. there we go. That's that's another bit of podcast news. Yeah. Um, for us to announce. So I think there's what playing, there's backwards. There's one thing that took up a lot of my November, and that, <laughs> that was Power Wash Simulator VR. It took a lot of my November up. Yes, <laughs> I I have been waiting for that game for so very very long that when it came out, I could not contain myself. I had to just launch it and get into it and play it and i've played a bit with book i played a bit with you um yeah i, I couldn't wait for that like they there's like yeah the embargo list at six o'clock i'm like brilliant 601 live like i couldn't wait to play that game yeah so yeah i uh, and and the thing is i don't know about you 
but my general experience is it's it's quite broken and janky, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit meh. I don't care. It's, like, while it's got its problems, I'm I'm willing to play through them. Yeah, it's entertaining. It's it's got it's got the gameplay right, which is what you want. There's just, mm. for example, when you were playing at the weekend, I joined you. We, it's a glitch in the co-op where if you walk with a ladder, it, it acts like you're walking up it, and then you can just fly off. It just breaks your your locomotion. Which would be fine if it was mildly controllable, but it's just not even consistent with the controls either. Like, <laughs> nah. if I pushed forward and flew upwards, that'd be fine. But I didn't. I pushed forward and went down and down, and I went up or sideways, and it just... I just... I, I At one point, I left the world. Like, I left the map, ran around the edge of the world. I was like, hey, look at me. Couldn't get back in. So then I was like, ah, oh, crap. I'm going to have to actually restart, or I'm going to, you know, not do anything on this skate park with you. And I felt bad <laughs> inviting you into my game to just do all the work for me. I mean, talk about outsourcing to minions, but yeah. So that's a thing. Um, other things include, but not strictly limited to, be essentially being able to climb the scaffolding while it's not actually on anything. So that's good. Um, I've done that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. Smooth turning, very, very broken. You set smooth turning, you're like, brilliant. Next level loads up, no smooth turning, and getting it back on's a nightmare. The UI has got very hit and miss. Um, there is an option to toggle your movement mode on your left wrist. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Sometimes not so much. Um, so, yeah, very, very janky in so many places, but it's core mechanic, which is all you really want to do which is spray things with a pressure washer to go from a very, very mucky colour to a clean colour, works brilliantly. Yeah. And I'm just so happy with doing that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, broken but brilliant for me. Yeah, like, when I like I never played a flat screen, I always wondered what the the big buzz around a flat screen was. I was like, it's just power washing. Like, what's a big buzz? And I wanted to put it on, like I said, it took up. 37 around 37 and a half hours now <laughs> just power watching hours. it's it's just i just yeah i i need to put more time into it like i've just done the skate park with you and then i think i did maybe a car or something afterwards but yeah yeah there's way more to that game and i just can't wait to do it i just i slowly keep chipping away either by myself that's one of the few games i'll play off stream because i'm just like it's not a progressive story people don't need to know what's going on yeah um but I just, yeah, I just dig playing that game so much. Yeah. There's one that came out to a bit of, I'd say poo-pooing on there. Um, but I think it was mainly the Quest player uh, that had a bit a lot of issues with. And that was the Foglands. Like, I, I just want to put some nice words out there about it because it got really yeah. slated. Did I get a code for that? <laughs> I may have got a code for that and just completely ignored it. Um, what kind of game is it? A roguelike. So it's um, a roguelike shooter, presumably. Basically, yeah. Um, I mean, it did have a shoot. It, I, I act like every game. Where it, it launched from a small development team. I'm not going to say it ran perfectly. It has its issues, but... I think it's got the core mechanic of a roguelike there. It's got your mm-hmm. options for permanent upgrades. 
Uh, when when you beat a boss, you get given like an elixir, which you then use for permanent upgrades. When you once you're dead, you, you buy permanent upgrades with this elixir stuff. Um, okay. You collect scrap, which you can use to buy things to go in with at first. Like if you want a grenade, you can buy a grenade, or you can buy. You might walk into a the shop. A, like there's a shop in there, you might walk into this guy and might say, actually, I want to buy this gun off you and you can use it through the through your playthrough. If you want to store it and keep it for another run, you will lose it when you die, what you're holding. But every time you get to the shop, there's also a thing so you can send it back to your base and then you don't have it, it takes it all off you. So that means maybe you might need to buy something later on, you might be short because you've, you've sent it all back at another time. So mm -hmm. sort of like choosing what's best for you. Um... To find vault keys from previous runners, um, runner keys, sorry, from previous runners. And with those, when you go back to the base, there's a locker room which you can unlock stuff at the back. And it's different cards, like your, your temporary upgrades. You can keep, you can buy extra cards from there, which will then be, might come up randomly in your, in your boxes when you open them. So you get a different upgrades and stuff. Right. So yeah, you're unlocking sort of better, stronger upgrades to help you through through runs as well yes I, yeah i like i like the sound of that it was one of the games that showed up on the was it the playstation showcase that they did yeah uh maybe beginning of the year yeah or something that it was a while ago it was one of the games it was like okay i've seen that seen that what's this foglands thing but i think and now it's out and most people are just like meh i think one of the big problems people have with it is a game it's it's like Pills in comparison to something like the Light Brigade. And I think right. because we've seen what there can be like, because I mean, you, you playing a Light Brigade on your stream made me try it. I've had it and just never played it. And I was like, I want to just keep playing this. And I think people are making comparisons like, well, this has come out now, but it came out after this game, but this game is like miles ahead of you. But that game is made by, and it wasn't, it was made by. Front Johnny Clubs, wasn't it? Bow made. Wasn't the I was, Light Brigade? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. You know, the developer escapes me. I was going to say. Um, Rebellion, but it wasn't. It was the. Like. Funtronic um, um, Labs or something like that. Give it a Google. Something around that. You don't get this kind of thing on Between Realities. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Funtronic Labs, uh, Labs, yeah. Yeah. Published it by Fun Funtronic Labs. All right, okay. Uh, publisher Funtronic, developer Funtronic. Yeah, they published and developed. Yeah. Who made? Oh my god, I'm trying to remember what that game was. Uh, Fuji. Fuji, that's the one. Yeah. But yeah, I think because that was so. Highly thought of, and it, it rightly so, because that's probably the, it's adorable, yeah. Um, and the light brigade, it's probably one of the best Latin in death for me, uh, like the combatants yeah. for the for like that type of rogue, like. Um. Yeah, the in death changed the way I thought about roguelike games forever. Yeah. Uh, in a big bad way so yeah that um absolutely is a thing and so it's 
So he was. It's not a bad game. It's just not as good as others. That's, yeah. That's your your takeaway. Yeah, I think that's what caused a lot of people to to maybe diss it a bit because it seemed like it was behind what came out like early in the year. Um. Mm. And I think that's what made made a few people a bit a bit off of it. But it, but to me, it was it was still fun. I think well told is certainly a very interesting looking game. It makes me think of Borderlands. Um, right. Okay. So it's a look. bit soul shady. Yeah. Right. Okay. I wonder if they've had any patches since because I do actually have a code. Um, I just completely forgot it even existed. So I totally wanna. Um, get into it. Is it a flat screen game as well? Is yes, it's a it. flat screen game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it can be played on PS5 or PSVR. Okay, that's. I mean, you know, bully for them, I guess. Yeah. If you've got a, a flat version, you just, more sales. More sales means more development for VR stuff. So, I completely forgot that's a thing. I should totally play that. Um, probably Saturday. I'm trying to. If find... I no, I'm not free Saturday. Uh, one day in the very, very near future. Somebody remind me. Someone who I follow. I put twenty five hours into it before they'd like been happy that they'd done a run successfully. I think it took me. Yeah, I heard. Took me. People a, say it was easy and boring. If you play it on story mode, you can get through it in your first run in like an hour and forty minutes. But if you put it on, I think the problem is as well is it's one thing I found after I played it because I managed a successful run on. I thought in my head, um, roguelikes are always difficult. I'm gonna my first run. I'm going on story just to get a feel for it, and got through it. Yeah, on my very first run in like an hour and forty minutes. I thought, oh, so I went and it only had regular after story. And in my head, I was like, and I've completed on regular. And I thought, well, what do I do now? Because there's no, I can't go any higher in difficulty. But what actually happens is when you complete a regular run, your next regular run, the enemies are gonna have more health, there's going to be more enemies at, at a time, so although it stays on regular, they're increasing stuff inside of the game. So, so they scale that way. Huh? To make it harder. So Fair far. enough, I suppose. It's not a little unclear, but yeah, is there a reason to go back? And not unless you want to unlock everything. Like, I, I did it, I think it took me about six, six hours to get through the easier than the normal run together um, okay. overall, but I went back the next time and saw there was more. And then my enemies had more health. Unless you want to unlock all the upgrades. Unless you want to go and unlock all those extra cards and and all that stuff. And fully full upgrade your character. If you're getting into these kinds of games now, then you should totally try Mother Gunship as well. Mm. I've got Mother Gunship as well. on the Yeah, should give it a blast. Quest or PC. I've got it on one Unintended. of them. Yeah, it's that one's that's fantastic. I mean, Ball spent hours upon hours in that, and I've watched him, and I even dabble in every now and again because it is just so fun, and it is one that you are gonna fail, you are gonna lose, but you you will keep progressing and get bigger and better guns and better stuff, and yeah, there's an end point as well. There's bosses and stuff, so yeah, give that one a bash if you're um, in the the mood for another roguelike mm. that's not available yet like if yeah that's yeah. a thing um, so that came out to mixed mostly low 
opinions then by the sounds of things yeah i just wanted to give it at least some praise because i, I felt sorry. it's only a small development team as well and i felt a bit sorry for them like getting it like i'm glad you did i, say, I totally forgot about it but um i'm I absolutely want to play it now um the old stuff the the ghost ship the ghost signal that one is another great roguelike game if you're into vr and definitely, yeah, definitely. I've found the genre because of Vampire Survivors or something. I found the genre mainly. Well, I played a lot of in depth and then fell out with the genre, and then Light Brigade put me back into it, and then I actually got Ghost Signal. Well, the uh, Ash Travel game sent me a code for it on the PlayStation when it came out on PlayStation, and mm. I absolutely love it. I've unlocked every ship. I've ran it once of every ship. I absolutely love it. I had it on the Quest and then played the... Because that came out very recently on the PSVR as well, didn't it? Yeah. And playing on the PSVR 2 version, it is a wonderful, wonderful upgrade from the Quest. I wonder if it'll get a Quest 3 version. Mm. We'll have to look into that. Uh, but then, yes, the PSVR upgrade for it was absolutely fantastic. I would like of like eye-tracking targeting or something like that, but yeah. it is what it is. Um. And yeah, I, I dig that game as well. So now I'm kind of... Like most games, I've spread myself across about eight different platforms and got nowhere on any of them, whereas I should just <laughs> stick to one and finish it. So yeah, I, I should play more of it. And I will play more of it. It's, I'm just waiting for that day when I like you know break a leg or something and I can't do anything useful, so I just play VR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so from Ghost Signal... To Ghost Boston, have you actually had a chance to play that yet? Because for me, it's like Schrodinger's VR game. <laughs> Everybody says it's crap, but I've not played it to make it true. So it is both good and terrible all at the same time. So I've got it the day it came out. The reason, the reason being, I had twenty pound credit on my PlayStation, so I was like, I might as well just pay the eight quid for it, seven ninety nine for the standard edition. Because it's obviously twenty seven ninety nine. I thought if it's bad, I've only paid seven ninety nine. If it's good, I'll then pay the extra money to upgrade it to the super duper containment edition. Because I think some of the DLC in the time further down, it's like Slimer DLC is coming in. But I think you only get that if you've got the full containment edition. Like you, you don't get it in a standard edition. I think it'll be optional. I think you will be able to buy it later down the line. But you're probably going to be cheaper buying the containment. Well, I actually looked. I actually looked, and if you buy the containment upgrade, it just costs exactly. It's the containment upgrade is available now. You go buy, yes, and that's what most people said. They were like, it costs you know, exactly I care the same. About the game, I'll buy the extra. Yeah, and it actually just costs the same as buying it as what like straight away. So I was like, I might as well just wait and see if I like it. Yeah, so I've. It took me a long time to go into it. I went into it with um, midlife gamist. Um, and gaming veteran Scottish game was going to join us, but unfortunately he's, he was unwell, so we never got to jump in. Um, and I enjoyed what I played, but it was more because I think because I was playing it with people I know. That can make all the difference in a game, yeah. Like not one to my head since playing with them have I thought, you know what, I'm going to jump in and just play with some random people. Not once. I've had, um, shall we say. I dabble every now and again with the thought of buying it. Every now and again, something will trigger that motion in me where I'm like, I'm going to buy Ghostbusters today. And then just once again, it's it's the age-old um, 
it, it is better to be thought an idiot than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. I'm happy thinking that it might be bad. I would rather just think it might be bad than buy it and then find out it actually is. Yeah. Everybody seems to tell me that it is just terrible, but I don't know if these people just had unrealistic expectations where they wanted to be, you know, back to back with Venkman and, and Spengler and mm -hmm. it's not going to be that. It was never going to be that because uh, Sony are becoming protective of the franchise again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't even think I would have been overly annoyed if it was you know the the Lady Ghostbusters again. Mm -hmm. I didn't entirely hate that movie, if I'm honest. Uh, but then again, with that comes Lightness Rise and all the other gubbins that come with it. So, yeah. or I don't know. I just it the child in me. If you told me that one day I would be able to pretend to be a Ghostbuster. In a virtual reality helmet, which weighs not much more than, you know, a bag of sugar that I can wear without connecting it to a supercomputer, I would have called you a liar. Yeah. And yet, I have the opportunity and I'm not jumping at it. And that, that saddens me a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I think... So, yeah. It's got the same sort of gameplay loop as after the fall. Like, you're going to go in, you're going to fight ghosts, you're going to make money, you're going to upgrade your equipment. You're going to unlock skins by doing so much runs and stuff and playing so many games of set modes and things like this. And I think that's what struck me is I've played maybe two hours with on that night with Midlife and, that, and I've never jumped back in. But with After the Fall, I'll jump in with randoms and I want to play a lot. But yeah. Ghostbusters hasn't even crossed my mind even turning it back on. You've no desire to go out and just get a pickup game and just, yeah. just play with anybody. If it's not somebody you know about, you don't care. And if you're not, if you're solo, you're just not, it's not, you're not going yeah, in. it's not fun and solo. Yeah. Mm. Well, after the fall, I'll, when I want to play that, I'll just go and join a random game. Like I'm not bothered about it. I'll just search for an open lobby, an open session and go in. That's just oh, it's very disappointing. I don't know if my, my inner child is going to be able to carry me through that game by the sounds of things. Everybody's just really disappointed. I could play it and then refund it if I buy it on Meta. Part of me thinks I may have a better experience if I buy it on PlayStation, but then they don't have a refund policy. And I've just I've just gone back and forward and I just cannot figure out if I'm going to buy it or not. Yeah. I've got a, a bit of a plan. So if I can accrue enough um, meta referrals, I might try and get it like super cheap or even for free. Yeah. Um, or maybe it'll go on sale. Either way, I just... I Did, did Endreams make it or did they just publish it? I think Endreams made it. Now, one of the other things to, to take note is that Endreams is actually about four different studios, if I remember rightly. Mm. So it could well be one of the... Because I up until that game, I would have very much said Endreams were AAA, golden, they make it, you buy it scenario. Yeah. Um, but... I, 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 yeah, I'd need to look a little bit more into it to see what the deal is, but it's certainly not your fracked and synapse. From, no, from what I 
weird. It's it's very much not that. And I can't help but get the feeling. I mean, even like key requests, for example. I generally have a pretty decent relationship with End Dreams. They're very, very nice. They chat to me. It's 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 a great time. And um, you know, this 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 podcast isn't sponsored or anything. We don't we don't just answer purely and solely to to end dreams. It's not something that we we overly care about or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the um, even getting a key for that game, they were like, "It's out of our hands, dude. You are gonna have to go to Sony for this one." And I yeah. said, "Okay, so I'm gonna be buying it then." Um, so I can't help but get the feeling that maybe there might have been a bit of external input into the creation of the game. Well, yeah, I've as just well. I've just looked there. It developer End Dreams and Sony Pictures Virtual Reality. So it seems like it's a, yeah. a joint. Yeah. So I can't help but get the feeling that I, I'm not going to write End Dreams off just yet. Um, End Dreams once again. I think they maybe helped and or published the Power Wash Sim. Mm-hmm. VR, but it was developed by Future Labs. Yeah. Like, it, Future Labs is all over it, not End Dreams. Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense. And I th- I think they're still a pretty solid studio. Well, they must be a pretty solid studio, because didn't they just get bought for, like, $110 million? Yeah, I think the company, uh, they already... um, What's it called? Funded them before. Mm. Like a grant, and then the company purchased them now. So. so, I mean, congratulations on that one, Andrew. Yeah. And uh, it just, you know, it it's just goes to show that people do see value in VR. Yeah. $110 million worth of value, no yeah. less. But so, yeah, they, they are yeah. one one of those developers that, like you said, you have a feeling that what they're going to release is, is going to be outstanding. Um, but... Even if they've they've had a big hand in Ghostbusters and things like every developer's got a dud somewhere. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. There's every single developer. There is a game that they're just like, just don't look over there. Look at this shiny thing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that that is a thing. Um. So yeah, still I don't know. One day, one day I will come back to this podcast and be like, why were you all tripping? Ghostbusters is dope. Or maybe I'll just completely forget it exists. But they have as well. They've just added a new game mode to Ghostbusters as a free update a few days ago. Another game mode in there. Which I suppose is a way to Lisa updating it. (laughs) Okay, well I mean yeah, this is this is certainly known. We've we've always known they were gonna do stuff to update the game and the DLC that we talked about earlier, so yeah, it's it's going to be one an ongoing thing by all accounts. Although at some point they've got to think: is there going to be any kind of a return on investment? Is anybody actually even playing this now? Yeah. Um. So they may even abandon. I suppose if they've sold DLC, like pre-sold DLC to people, I guess they have to go ahead with it. But yeah, yeah, it would be quite damaging to their reputation if they didn't. Yeah. But at this point in time, I just. I'm still, yeah, I, I'm still just waiting for it to either be cheap enough or for one person to be like, just do it, just buy the Goram game and stop thinking about it. Like I woke up singing songs from Ghostbusters 2 the other day, and I was just like, it's a sign. I should buy Ghostbusters on the play. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I've not done it. I, I wouldn't have time. I mean, this this week, for example, normally I would play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and 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 Saturdays, and then today I'm here. 
tomorrow I've got dinner with a couple of members of the VR community, and then Saturday I'm going out with the wife, so I'm not even going to get to play any VR this week. <laughs> Maybe I should do like a Cracker Dawn stream, um, where at least I get some content out there for the poor schmucks that pay me money. Um, I don't know. So from, anyway, enough about me. From from one franchise I thought was going to be outstanding, which was Ghostbusters, to one that has got a cult follow, following, and again, another studio that I don't think has put anything bad out in fast travel games. I know we've already mentioned them. Um, but they brought Vampire Masquerade. Vampire the Masquerade to, to VR. And to me, seeing that franchise come was a shock because it's really only got a cult following. Like... In the mm-hmm. in the general state of the the base flat screen game is more of a cult following than a, <laughs> than like anything it's, that I mean, stands out massive. It's a massive world that started out as an RPG game, isn't it? It yeah. started out as a like a, a book table top, you know, role playing D and D kind of world. And I've had many different iterations of that game over the years, and yet I don't have the VR one. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I I kind of know why, because as you said, um, fast travel games notoriously great developers, um, and there was technically nothing wrong with Wraith Aftermath, but I hated it because I just don't like overly stealthy games. Yeah. Or, no, actually, no. I can get along with overly stealthy games. But there was a part where every time I even just got, like, just glanced at by an enemy, I was dead and I was back, like, two minutes worth of gameplay. And it just became so frustrating that I rage quit that game. So I'm afraid this game is going to be similar, if not the same. Um, it's got to be a bit sneaky sneaky, no? It's best to be sneaky. Um, right. But you don't have to be. I don't think there's, like, one mission where you you have to not be spotted. It's easy if you're not. Um, right. You- so yeah, it's like many of these games, even from the like games like GoldenEye 007 on the N64. You could go in guns blazing, but you would generally have a better time if you were a bit sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, if I um, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I wasn't sure what was what it was going to be like. Um. Because even the flat screen games, like, I think the latest flat screen game was a bit of a dud for, for it. And I thought, oh, well, it's making it into VR, coming to bring it to VR, what's it going to, is it going to carry over well? Yeah. But again, it was in the hand of a developer, I know, have always made good games. Like, they never... are pretty consistent, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good that you had a good time then. So, um, is it, would you compare it more to Dishonored than, did you ever play Rave? Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, and is it very wraithy, or is it a bit more like Dishonored or something not quite as, as serious? Yeah, I think people's description of Dishonored that people put out is quite a, quite a good thing. You feel I, like it, you're climbing up walls, jumping across rooftops, and... I get that vibe stealth killing from people it, and... um, both in look and everything. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah, I would say it's... it's it, I wouldn't say it's on the level of, like... As on the level of stealth that you need in Wraith. Like Wraith, Wraith was a push for stealth. It was like like you said, it was so easy to get spotted in it as well. Yeah. 
I, I thought I, I thought the thing that was going to put me off that game was just fear, but it turned out to be anger. It was it was very very strange. Yeah. Maybe one day somebody will pay me enough to go back to it, but I can't see it. So yeah. Speaking of amazing devs um, and and great looking games, did you see the the new trailer for for Arizona Sunshine? I've been avoiding them because. Um... I wouldn't like it all to be in my face when I go in, if you know what I mean. Like, Vertigo Games is just another one of those studios. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you make good stuff. So, yeah, I just saw the new trailer for that, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait. And people are starting to put out, like, content as well. Obviously, the, you know, the, the bigger people, and rightly so. Uh, they're generating the hype. The hype train for that game is very much at full steam. So... Yeah, I can't wait. Not long to wait. That. Yeah, it's early December, is it? Seventh of seventh um, of December. December. So, so it's like two, three weeks away. Yeah, that's good to know. That is really good to know. Um, very much so. Like VR seems to be getting some very good. I, I, don't, I don't entirely know what counts as as triple A in the VR space, but um, yeah, we are getting some phenomenal sort of triple A quality titles. Yeah, right now. Yeah, and one of them is a game that everyone's been talking about and playing: Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Oh, I'd lost you again. No, <laughs> I think that was on your end because your webcam froze on my screen. <laughs> no, I was like sat in just, just like statue, still just like waiting for you to say Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it Assassin's is Creed, Assassin's yeah. Creed came out on the Meta Quest. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be playing it on a Quest Three. Same, yeah. And oh dear lord, that game is astonishing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, broken in in areas. Uh, certainly, it's got its flaws. I'm trying to think of a time when a VR game came out and it was flawless. Yeah, I don't know if I've met a game I can't break. No, definitely you. You you like to look full of breakages. I do. I like breaking <laughs> games in a big bad way. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, for example, so I sort of played the first hour on stream the other night and I got to the part with the first, you know, throw yourself off a thing into hay section. Yeah. And I did, admittedly, this wasn't game breaking. Um, I, I jumped out of the thing and into the hay and it was like, whenever you're a flashing white, it means you're hidden. And I was like, brilliant. Whip my knife out, jump out, and stabbed a villager in the neck. And they were like, yeah, you don't do that. These people are innocent. But I'm me. And a woman started running away. And I was like, well, you're a witness, so you need to die. Chased her down <laughs> and stabbed her in the back. So then the game was like, yeah, you've killed too many innocent people. You have to start again. Really? Mm. So I got to throw myself off of the thing again. Jumped into the hay, but kind of landed in the hay, kind of didn't. Kept on walking, climbed up a post, and then it just rubber banded me back to the top to jump into the hay again. Yeah. So stuff like that happens. I've had that once, oh. and I was 
climbing this building. I'm not going to say any more about the mission because it's one that's f quite far, well, not quite far down the line, but I'm a good six hours into it. Um, nice. I've got to climb up a building in Venice, one of the areas you go to as STO, and then I got to the top where the where the mission point was, and as I grabbed all the ledge, it rubber banded me all the way back down to the bottom, and I was like, I've just climbed wow. that whole building. <laughs> That'd be a bit frustrating, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, but let's just say, I, I can't think of a, a VR game that I've played that's not been a little bit messed up or janky. Or, in yeah. fact, no, scratch VR from that sentence. I can't think of a game I've played recently that's not been a little bit janky or broken. Yeah, true. And the, we all talk about the golden age when games used to come out and you didn't need a 10-gig day one patch. That's because they couldn't. Yeah. Mario Kart 64, for example, was riddled with glitches that people exploited to get faster times. It was a feature. There was no such thing as a bug back then. They yeah. couldn't squash them. They just did what they could and then put it out, and that was it. Maybe mm -hmm. they did a slight refresh so people who bought the game later got a different version, but all in all, there was no such thing as updates. So games have been janky for always. It's, it's it's a thing. Um, so you're six hours deep into that game. Yeah. And do you think you're getting anywhere near completion, or do you think there's still more to it? I still think there's more to it. I feel like I've basically gone through the three characters, and now I'm back at Ezio again. So I imagine I'll have to still go back to right. the other characters again. So you're playing Ezio, Altair, and whoever the other ones are. You play Ezio Cassandra from the Roman one. China? From the Roman one. That one, the, the China one, or... The no, there was another one that was set the... around Assassin's Creed 3, right? That Does... had a woman? No, that was, yeah, that, but that... It's, um, what's what's the one? The one that's set in Rome, if you choose, like, the female character in that one. Um... I don't know. I played the first one, owned the... And I played the first one to completion, played the second one and kind of got a little bit bored because I had to build a town. Uh, own the third one, own the fourth one, own the fifth one, maybe? A Brotherhood and all that gubbins I never bothered with. So yeah, I own many of them, but I don't actually play many of them. Assassin's, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Setting that's the, one of the more recent ones, isn't it? In like Egypt or something? Yeah, you play as her, you play as the woman. Okay. If you choose like the female character in there, you get Cassandra. And then you play Connor from Assassin's Creed 3. There's like the three characters. That right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and the, so from what I remember of Assassin's Creed, you're somebody outside of the, the world and you're getting into like VR and stuff. Um, or they're um, you sleep and you're in a different body kind of situation. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. The point is, so the person, has that changed ever? Or are you still just somebody going to sleep and waking up as an assassin? You're still someone, because you're, it... you're still, as mentioned, it's the first woman you talk to with works at Stargo, which was the company in the in all of them, which make the animuses that you get into to travel into mm. these assassins, that these back in time into these assassins. That's still going on. <laughs> so that's still a thing. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fair enough. I so well let's 
Well, the last time we came uh, together, we were um, talking about Assassin's Creed, and I was worried. I had some worries that it was going to be just a series of set pieces. Like, you'll hit a set piece, they'll be like, okay, this is the climbing section, climb this building for the next three minutes, and then you'll get a bit of storyline, and then sort of similar to Medal of Honor, where you sort of play a little set piece where you're in a sniper tower and you snipe, 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 and then the scenes happen and then you move on. Um, so I was afraid of that. And so far what I've played... I wouldn't say that's the game I've gotten. I think my fears were unwarranted and that it actually seems to be fairly coherent and, and actually a game. Yeah. Would you agree with that statement? Because you've played a lot more than me. I played an hour. I would, yeah. It's like each location you visit, it seems to get better as well, which, like, being in Venice just blew like the setting of there, like, um, using your, your, it it plays like the games in the way of the the movement and getting around, as in you're gonna run but you're just gonna hold the button. It does that in the flat screen, you just hold the button to get your run yes. going. Um yeah. that's like in the Venice you can run and you're jumping across the post and the canal and stuff to get away from people and things and it's just it all comes together like perfectly. I did find that was a little bit um the controls in that aspect were a little bit annoying because you have to hold a to 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 parkour right mm -hmm. to, to to run but if i ever wanted to turn like i'm running across rooftops or something you have to stop and turn on it's weird yeah like i have to let go of the parkour button then do the turn and then back onto the parkour and that felt a little bit Nah. If if it was on PC, on if I was on Steam, I'd be rebinding it to like a grip or something instead. Yeah. Just so I could parkour with a different even if it was just clicking a stick into parkour. I would rather do that so that I can still parkour and turn. Yeah. But that's my biggest problem with that game. And I think and that's nitpicking. The other part of the jank is and it it it's there's jank in everything, um, when they take this approach. When they do the full physical body approach in the game for, for your character. So you might find you just randomly just find jank in the way you grab things or you hit run into things and I mean you get it in Boneworks which is built built around general being real life physics and you get it a lot in there. There's yeah. the jank from this the general body model. And you get it in this there's some jank just around the quest in general. Um every now and again. What was I playing? Uh, oh, this morning I was playing Thriller the Fight in the mm. Quest 3, and my left controller just kept walking away from me for just no reason at all. Like, mm. it's not the tracking on the Quest 3 is not bad, but it's not amazing. Like, I still feel like the Quest 2 is the most superior tracking VR headset, yeah. uh, Quest wise. Index is clearly superior because obviously it's outside lighthouses, but. Yeah, I, I feel like the the Quest Pro that tracks itself with its cameras built into the, the controllers, they're garbage. They're terrible. Mm. I'm not a fan. Like, the, to me, it's it's Quest 2, Quest 3, Quest Pro, yeah. as far as tracking goes. So, I yeah, I think some of that might just be down to hardware more than anything else. Did you turn on the nose? No. 
No, I turned on the nose and was like, my God, that's one hell of a conk and rather distracting. I need to turn it off. I don't know if it's because I'm just not used to seeing a nose in VR or if in real life, unless I look for it, I don't really see a nose. So I don't feel overly yeah. needing to see a nose in VR. I've done that as a comfort option. Maybe. It might be something just help trick people a little bit more. One of the 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 things I love about this game, the onboarding side of it, where you turn that game on, and I don't care if you've been in VR for a decade or VR for like ten minutes, they walk you through that process of getting you the perfect experience for you, no matter what level of VR gamer you are. Yeah, that is the way it should be done. Every game needs exactly what they've got. Yeah, because that's. Perfect. The, it goes all your left-handed, right-handed, all of that. It's it's just it's superb. I've it's the best I've ever seen for like onboarding into a VR game. Yeah, definitely. The reason I was asking was the nose, a comfort finger. So remember Ubisoft with their Eagle Flight game. You could turn the you could turn the beak on for comfort, so you saw the beak of the bird. So I'm thinking, is that they've sort of tried to just Maybe. carry that over? Maybe. Um, this game may excuse that game in a big bad way because I think, was that a VR Souls game night? that We we all went out and bought this fucking bird game. Yeah. And it turns out that the multiplayer just didn't work. Yeah, I think it was like multiplayer, but you weren't in the same instance, but you're all... Yeah. It was it so weird, it was... wasn't it? There was no multiplayer. So then as we all sort of was launching it and like, oh yeah, there's a bird game. It's like, okay, let's get in. And then none of us could actually play together. It's like, okay, we need to last minute pivot this because this is just no good at all. Yeah. And the to turn off the blinders, to turn off the vignette, didn't you have to go and edit like an I and I file? It was I think, really yeah. Yeah. really bad. It was a very for, early, for a VR a very early, early VR game one big big time Plus, and then, you know. but it's brought us here they've they've been I, if you think about vr catalog for ubisoft they're not really full of stinkers you've no. got star trek bridge crew yeah fantastic game mm-hmm. brilliant well executed superb um werewolf within once again they took they they, they knew the assignment they took it and they made it an astonishing game it's brilliant it's a shame the service died on that one. I used to love just getting in that on a yeah. have a drink and getting like in on it. Yeah, no, you can't even play that at all. No. Um I've I've sat in a lobby. I've never actually managed to get into a game. Um <laughs> That was funny that space night. junkies. Space junkies was oh, don't. That was so frustrating for me. Space junkies was good, um, just price wrong. And again yeah, that was the thing. It it was very well executed. Other terrible decisions were made, though. If you want to make a multiplayer game in VR, you either have to have something that is basically got like a legacy um, fan base, or you need to be free. Yeah. There's no... Like, even if you charge five quid for Space Junkies, I still think it would have died on its ass. I think they should have followed the... I know it's, it sort of came into VR bit later down the line, but the pop one... Thing. Like, I know Pot One was paid yeah. for originally, but it's free and they're funded by people buying skins and people buying the season pass. I think it would have worked a lot better as a that sort of thing, like a, a life service type mm-hmm. game. They're just gonna 
a live service that's going to release seasons. They're going to release different outfits you can buy for your space junkie and stuff. I think it would yeah, have the, coped a lot more better. Yeah, all of the games have been great. It's just they've just been the worst kind of choices they could make. Whereas this is the best option, the best choice. I mean, short of the 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 three eyed ninja man, what's his name? Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. That's the only other game that people are going to be like, yeah, Ubisoft make this. Don't get me wrong. You want to make a Far Cry game? Yeah, I'm in. I'll totally play a Far Cry game yeah. all day. Um, but yeah, Splinter Cell is the other game that people want. So they've taken a franchise, and I guess that you could probably say they were training in all the all the other games. Yeah. I don't know whether you can see them in this game, but it, if that's what it took to get us here, fair enough. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I think Meta's thrown a lot of money at them, to be honest. Yeah, that's why if Meta exclusive, that mm. not said it's timed or anything. It's just, but I think no. It was they were announced at Meta Showcase originally. Like we're getting together and we're making this game. When it when the first announced Assassin's Creed, when they did announce Splinter Cell at the same time, and then go away Splinter Cell. But yeah, I I wonder if because wasn't that the same one they announced Grand Theft Auto, which it not only was the ink not dry, the ink wasn't even poured yet. Like I think they announced (laughs) Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar were like news to us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just kind of vanished, and most people have have not forgotten about it. We'll keep we'll keep bringing it up all the time until the end of the time until somebody makes it happen. But yeah, that's that's a thing with with Assassin's Creed. I would honestly say like if you've got, I mean, I, I've never I haven't tried it on the Quest Two. I don't know how it performs on that. Um, but it's worth the money they're charging for it. It is worth the £35. Even the six hours I've had, it's been worth that money. Like, if it ended then, mm. after the six hours I've played it, I would have been happy with what I got. Maybe I should do a comparison and just try all three. Mm. Two, Pro, and three, and see if there is much or... Well, I know there is one element that I'm definitely going to miss on the Quest 2. And that's the... Do you know like the Metal Gear Solid where you, you, you're in the communicator and you've got one face on the left and one face on the right and you, you're talking to people? Well, they do something very similar in this Assassin's Creed using mixed reality. Yeah. And it is astounding. Like, yeah. it's the first time I've looked at mixed reality content and went, oh, that works. That is worth having mixed reality for. And it's dumb. Like, it's not a massive gameplay element. And whilst the I feel like the Quest 2 would suffer for not having it, it's not going to suffer massively. It's it's not a big element to it at all. Much of an argument can be made for the mixed reality of the um, the cabin or uh, Paradiddle and Smash Drums and, and mm-hmm. Yuki and all these other games use mixed reality in a big, bad way. But this isn't the game saying, ooh, look, you can see areas of your real world. It's very, very subtle, and it enhances it. And it's the first time it's just not felt like a weird gimmick that's been shoehorned in because Meta asked people to. Yeah, definitely. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it's, as I say, it's just a small like mini game where you're just putting cubes into unlock, like an unlock pattern on a phone. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird, but it's brilliant. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth, worth it. I think, like you said as well, with that with that pass through it. It sort of 
doesn't spring on you. Like, it just seems like you'll be there and just suddenly go, Dip. and then you can, like I said, it's not, it's not a shock. It's not like they've, like you said, try to force it in to make it, oh, look, we can do this. It's It feels like it was always planned. It's not like, I mean, this was announced when the Quest 2, Quest 3 wasn't even a thing. Yeah. When they announced no. this, and it just seems like it's always been there. It's always been a part of their plan. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna get this in because it's implemented so well. It seems like they've had a lot of time to implement it. <laughs> yeah, it just works. It just fits, and it it's so seamless. It's something I didn't think I would care about MR, but it's actually nicer than I thought it would be. Still yeah. not played DBO yet. Me neither. No, um, I don't know. Maybe I can. I don't even know if I can launch it on two devices at once. Maybe I can shoot on the wife into the the, the quest. Mm. Speaking of shoehorning people into the quest, I bought a Bobo M3. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely extending the battery life of the quest, which. The the quest was maybe an hour and forty five while streaming two hours tops quest battery life yeah so it's that but the biggest thing was just ditching the the ball hugger the the jock strap yeah it was mostly just to ditch that strap it was fine but fine tuning the comfort on it was just so fiddly and annoying so I wanted to just ditch that and just get a head strap that I could easily just plunk on my face. And it definitely does that. I'm not a fan of, of Halos by any stretch mm. of the imagination. Um, but that one certainly does the job. The battery's definitely underpowered. It's aimed at the Quest 2. It even says on the battery it's like Quest 2 battery pack. Mm -hmm. It's not a Quest 3 battery. So it's... Um, it, it, it extends the... Or should I say reduces the drain time. So it... Wait... It makes the battery drain slower. That's yeah. words in English. Um, but other than that, I I don't know if it's its final form for the quest for me. Yeah. I, I think the guy who makes it come out and said that they do plan on releasing a better battery that's made for the Quest 3. So. Hopefully. The, which, I mean, I bought this thing to go with the Quest 3. Um, I would like to think there's going to be maybe some sort of a discount or something that's going to yeah. make it a better... Because... I don't know. I, I, I just couldn't wait for anybody else to make a strap. I needed a, a new head strap. And um, they were making one. The fact that it just contained a battery. It was reasonably priced, I'll give them that. Because I'm pretty sure the Kiwis are like 60, 70 quid or something. Mm -hmm. 100 quid for the head straps. Whereas this was about fifty three and change with with shipping, so yeah. that was very reasonably priced. So it's all right. It's it's not not too shabby at all. So I got the um, I mean the, the semi Zyber semi layers head strap, hmm. which is basically like the Kiwi head straps. No, but no battery on it though. Um, it's just a comfort head strap. So, then, but comfort-wise, it's good. It's it's your usual sort of over-the-top, you know. It's basically like, just looks like a Kiwi one, yeah, with the yeah foldable hinges. But, but they, they do a weird thing with their battery, don't they? Yeah, they sent me a, a neck battery. So Which I don't entirely hate the idea of. I wasn't sure at first. I thought, is it going to be... 
weird to have this thing around your neck, but it's actually you forget it's there when you're playing. Mm. Um, what they've done is on the one side's a battery, the other side they've just put a, they've weighted it to the same as the battery on the other side, so okay. it balances it. Um, when it's first on, you do think, oh god, this is it's not heavy, it's not like overly it's bulky. Like a missed opportunity, and it's just sort of like oh, and then you're actually. When you as soon as you get in the headset and you you're playing, you you soon forget it's there. Like, but I I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing that you forget it's there. It's like a well, not just not even that. So um, I was I was recently um uh, uh, a two minute guest on another podcast. Sorry, I cheated on you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was chatting on between realities with with Alex and uh, Skeever. And yeah, I I we ended up the chat drifted over to the Apple headset. And one of the things that we were talking about is is form factor and things like that on headsets. And I think that one of the things that Apple are doing that they're going to do very, very well, and it's hopefully going to normalize the process, they have a battery off of the headset. They're reducing weight by putting the battery on the other end of a cable. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been tried with the, the Magic Leap. It's been tried with the Vive Flow, for example. All of these headsets have done that, but the Vive Flow is an absolute turd of a headset. I just, yeah, I, I spent money on it for stupid reasons, and I will probably never, it'll never see the light of day again. Um, and the Magic Leap, I believe, is being discontinued very, mm-hmm. very soon. So, yeah, that that's kind of dying a death. But if Apple can, and this is what they generally do, if they can normalize taking something like a battery off of the headset, it's the first step to then removing other things. Mm-hmm. And the more stuff you take off of the headset, the smaller and comfier and fun that thing is going to get. So... I like the idea of taking the battery away from the headset and wrapping it around your neck, for example. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, you know, choke me neck, <laughs> but yeah, like the, what they're doing there is going to start normalizing the process of having additional things on your on your body that's not part of the headset that are then going to enhance the headset. And I think if we can start getting there, we could then take the whole thing to a whole new level. Yeah. So the actual as well with 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 the Zyber neck battery as well. It is actually a fast charging battery that actually keep charge your Quest Three while you're using it. So, yeah. um, it will actually. It's not like I was using the. I never know how to say. It. I think it's Nirvana, but obviously they spell it with the VR rather than the. Yeah, I've never known how to say it. Nivriana. Like, yeah. it's always been a bit... Yeah. Like, if you're going to name a thing, make it freaking easy for us morons to say, because I always... Like, there was that mech game way, way, way back when. Vox Machine... Vox Machine... Yeah. And that was the first time I came across a thing where I was like, how the flying ducky do I say this? And I messed it up, and I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to live with it. I'm not going to edit the video. Don't care. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's. It, but either way, yeah. So their their battery that just extends the battery life as well. It doesn't charge it. Yeah, it uses like 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 the Bobo one. It will 
extend it. It will make it drain slower. Like, yes. <laughs> it's going to drain still, but it will drain a bit slower. Um, Whereas the one I have for the Kiwi with the Velcro strap, that you can Velcro it to most places. Once again, that will charge your Quest 3 whilst playing. Mm -hmm. I was playing Windlands 2 from... No, Windlands 1 from start to finish the other month, and I got about two hours in, and the Quest was dying. I was like, oh, no, I need to charge it. So then I plugged that in, and then I realized it was actually charging the headset while I was playing. So, And that's something that you could chuck in a pocket or strap it. The strap on it's not big enough to go around an arm, but you could very easily make it big enough to go around an arm, or you could strap it to the headset or wherever yeah. you want. So, yeah, if you have that battery, you're golden any which way. You can just move it to a different head strap. You're fine. Yeah. So there, peripheral-wise, I, I like the idea. I think the, the, the battery on one side and a weight on the other one is a missed opportunity. Why not just make a better battery? Yeah, that's what I thought. have I've just daisy-chain two cells together? I don't, I don't yeah. understand. I think the, well, oh well. the weighted side on the other side has got all the readers in so you can press it to see how much battery is left in it and stuff. It lights that up and things like that. But I don't, I don't know whether... It, as well, they have the advertised swappable batteries, like as a, a good thing about Thanks it. For that. They could easily put another battery in it, but yeah, yeah well, it's I guess cost is another thing as well. Yeah, but they advertise swappable batteries, but they don't sell the batteries on their own at the moment, which I was like, well, you need like I'm not going to buy another next strap to get another battery to swap. It's just a swapping a next strap over then, like rather yeah. than a battery. But maybe it's something they've got planned down the line. Maybe that's why they're advertising like, hot swapping batteries with it. Maybe Makes it's something sense. they've got planned down line. Obviously, they've just brought these out, these accessories out. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got the Vive wireless battery somewhere. That's like an eighteen watt battery, so that should charge the Quest. Yeah. Once again, that's got like a belt clip on it. So, I think battery wise, I'm fine. I don't need any more. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't want any more. Send me your stuff. <laughs> but yeah, um, I will happily try it. I but I think I'm pretty much covered battery wise. Yeah. So it was just a matter of comfort for me and. I'm mildly okay with it. I tried it. The one of the uh, the developer of TwistX, which I'm totally gonna play soon because I've got to pass through, mm -hmm. twist it and lock it mode. Um, yeah, they was like, do you know when you've got the Bobo head strap? While you've got the facial shield off to install it, just try it as like a mixed reality. No, yeah. And seriously, if you get chance, totally try that. Because what it means is that basically you can still see all of the world around you and then you see the pass-through and the, the difference between what you're seeing and what's uh, like obscured by the headset mm. is quite minimal. It's very, very mm. good. And it's a wonderful feat, like a, a wonderful, not so much a feature, but it's a wonderful sort of thing to look at that and just... If you are doing things like everybody seems to have a video out where they're doing the dishes or something, yeah. Whilst watching YouTube in a window, watch my videos while I'm doing the dishes. Everybody seems to have this video out, and I think that kind of thing would be very useful for that. Yeah. Um. Now, I yeah, I, the people that do have all these videos out, they are meta content creators, and they're probably being paid for it and. I wish I could be paid for doing that as well. I, I'm not angry at them at all. But um, yeah, it, clearly Meta have an agenda and they're using their minions to push that agenda. As I mean, why else have a stable of content creators if you're not going to get them to do that kind of crap? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it is kind of selling me on the whole mixed reality side of things. Um, it's not as much of a... 
Well, no, it is absolutely a gimmick, but I'm I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, definitely. So back with the with the triple A, do you think? Obviously, it's a triple A franchise. Assassin's Creed always will be. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? If this is a success, it might tempt more AAA developers. I know we've still, we've got some like Capcom and stuff, but they're sort of just pivoting their a VR mode into their game rather than make a VR game. If you know what I mean? Um, yes, like actually stop making VR add-ons for Resident Evil and give us Resident Evil VR sort yeah. of thing. Um, I mean, they did it for the I quest. Mean, in a way, but again, it should. Yeah, I suppose. But then again, was that actually Capcom, or did they farm that out? Oh, they farmed out, didn't it, to the people who made Recall? Made. Yeah. Um. So, which is actually a massively common practice in in the world of VR. Um, people who did a rather an, um uh, a game that was not very well received or very well made have now been tasked with making. A very big game, and both games escape me. I'm a terrible human being. I was shocked when they said that they were doing it, and then thought, you know what? Like, more power to them. Screw it. They know what they're doing. Oh, it's VR Monkey. What are VR Monkey doing? They do Galaxy Car, which most people are like, yeah, this game's just a janky broken mess. But they are doing something that's that's big, right? I've just played one recently. Yeah, VR Monkey popped up on the screen. And I was surprised it was VR um, Monkey. Oh my god, what was it? If you Google VR Monkey, you just get Gorilla Tag. Um, oh, here we go. VR Monkey Games. Um, the chat's probably screaming at us. I'm working behind the chat. VR Monkey. What? What? Have I recently played that? There we're involved in. I need to find out. They've made many a game, and not all games are actually overly terrible. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Wait, their portfolio includes Wraith Afterlife, Yuki, Gadgeteer, Windlands 2. What? Oh, they ported it to PSVR. That's it. Are they porting a game to PSVR? Maybe. They ported Yuki to PSVR, Wraith Afterlife to PSVR and Pico. Uh, Synth Riders, they ported that to Pico. What's the game that they're working on, though? Dang it. <laughs> I need to know. Um... But I, I am hoping, by looking for that, I am hoping, obviously, the success of Assassin's Creed might convince him to um, rethink about Splinter Cell. <laughs> Maybe. I suppose the big thing is um, the return on investment. That's that's going to be the be-all and end-all. Mm-hmm. Now, Meta may have sweetened the deal enough to make them... for it to seem worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and then the thing now is that it's like, yeah, well, we, we got our ROI on, on that. But Meta were like, look, we'll throw you a bunch of money yeah. for Assassin's Creed, but we're kind of not bothered about... You know, Splinter Cell, maybe. It's a bit too violent for us or something. We're happy for stabbing people with invisible blades, but Sam Fish is a real-world person that's going to murder people rather yeah. than in a, uh, a, a simulation. So, no, we can't do that. I don't know. 
But I'm hoping, I am really hoping that the success of it will make some... I mean, I know we've, like I said, we've had Capcom do stuff. We've had EA do, like, Battlefront. Uh, but not Battlefront, what was it called? The Star what? Wars. What was the Star Wars? Shooty, shooty. Oh, Squadrons. Squadrons. We had EA doing that, but again, that was like a flat screen with a VR mode. I'm just hoping it will tempt some of these companies to think, you know what, maybe we should down and just make a a native VR game. That's like that's what it's for. Hopefully, I do hope they have, but I I do not begrudge a dev diversifying and making a flat. No. Because look at freaking Demio. Yeah. I was scrolling around today and I was like, oh, Demio's in the sale. Yeah, it's reduced from like 60 quid to 30 quid. Mm -hmm. I swear I only paid 20, if not maybe even 18 for that game. Mm. Um, the Obviously, the new content has bumped the price up, but that's playable on both flat and VR. And mm -hmm. I do not begrudge them having that, that oh, option no, no. at all. I It's brilliant. I get to play with more people because there are people that can play it flat screen while I'm in virtual reality. I'm fine with that. So we've had... Something else with the AAA, we've had Horizon taking the, the Golden Joystick Award for Best VR Game of the Year. They're in nominations for the Game Award for Best VR. To me, I, I always, I, I'll put my opinion out there straight away. That's one because it's got the name. In the Golden Joystick Awards, if someone's voting who doesn't play VR, the No Horizon is a name. It's like Hitman 3 getting VR Game of the Year on the Steam Awards. Like <laughs> that's just people voting for it because they're, they're getting asked to vote for it. And oh, yeah, I, I know, the, I know the Hitman brand recognition. They're like, oh yeah, vote for this, vote for this, vote for this, and they were like, I don't know, Hitman. I know Hitman. That's brilliant. Yeah, let's go for that one. Yeah, yeah. I either that or and let's face it, shouldn't be a shock, but. I think you can buy these awards, man. <laughs> like, like you have to literally pay money to even be nominated mm -hmm. for an award. And um, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if if Sony and or Gorilla have purchased this award. It's it just doesn't make sense. It's at a point where, like, the games it was up against, like Vertigo Two, for me is probably the best game that released this year. In the in the choice I had out of those, Virgo Two is miles ahead of it. There's yeah, like as as far as VR games go, don't get me wrong, not terrible, but it's not great either. The mm -hmm. reprojection is just—it's like you're on drugs. Yeah, like it's just ooh. the reprojection on that is rather noticeable mm -hmm. after the initial sort of first bit it is incredibly noticeable they but, poured all the time effort and money into that boat ride and then after that donezo what i've turned around about the what i'm hoping is it, even if this recognition's here sony are always talking about how playstation vr would 2 would be hybrid they'd be pushing developers to implement VR. We haven't really seen that outside of the ones that normally do. <laughs> Yet. No, they've not pushed it anywhere, have they? And they've obviously turned around recently and said it's not our main priority at the moment. 
the PlayStation VR 2 is not our main focus at this very moment. They've come out and said that. It's still one of my favorite headsets. Yeah. Um, at this point in time, I I don't think I can get a better experience on any other headset anywhere else. Yeah, definitely. But again, it makes me sit there and it's think. Tracking. Sony make endless AAA exclusives. Like, if you're going to be saying hybrid, why aren't you putting in your own games? Well, I we we were shitting all over Sony for their own games earlier with Ghostbusters. Um, they were certainly part of that. I think yeah. maybe a bigger part than what maybe we all know. Um, but then Sony, like many other places, are buying up studios. Where's Spider-Man, Sony? Give me yeah. Spider-Man. Come on. Insomniac have a, a record of making decent VR games. They give us, they give us bloody Stormlands. Uh, yeah, Stormlands, that was a, a good game. They did uh, Rhombus of Ruin, the mm-hmm. Psychonauts. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they, they're no stranger to virtual reality. And if you need any help, pretty sure SciTech will be able to uh, yeah. give you a bit of hand. There is actually the whole swinging around in a VR game happening quite a lot now. Yeah, uh, I've seen quite a few games. Swarm is one. Where you're, you're swinging around in, in VR and shooting things while you're doing that. Was Resist? Uh, there's another trailer going around at the minute as well. Is Resist that just had a recent update for the Quest? Hasn't that got swinging in it? Oh, has that got a Quest 3 update? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to try that. Um, I think uh, there's, there's quite a few games getting updates now. Richie's Plank Experience just had a mixed reality update and DLC announced or maybe even released for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm in so many different play tests. I don't know what I should say. But I know a bunch of people have been putting out videos about it, so screw it. Yeah, that's a thing. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. Sony should totally jump all over that if if nothing else. We've also we got to look at feel like... the IPs they own. The IPs that they've killed. Killzone. Give us a VR Killzone. You and you and Jimmy just need to go and march on Sony and and be like, where the hell is Killzone? Come on, wasn't was Killzone a Guerrilla Games game? Yeah, Guerrilla Games. Yeah. So I mean, Mm -hmm. they've got a big VR under the belt now. Maybe they. Well, I would say maybe they were testing the waters with the baby, so they could then try it with the big boy but realistically if you were ever going to test the waters and then put the effort into the other one you, you do it you do it your way around take take the dead franchise revive it with vr and then resistance yeah. for the man give us resistance for the man even that had a, a well a cult following. Wait, that, that was insomniac as well kill zone game no there was kills on resistance for the man i think insomniac made resistance for the man was that um Every now and again, you hear you would hear rumors. Oh, this game's going to be removed from the shelves. It's too. And so I rushed out and bought Hitman Two or Three or whatever. I, I literally phoned my mom and was like, "You're you're at work right now." It's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You got Hitman on the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. All right, buy it and I'll pay you back when I get home. Why? Just do it. It's gonna disappear. Um, I I won't ever get to play it again. I didn't play it when I got it, but. 
then it didn't vanish either. And I'm pretty sure that was one of those games that was like, oh yeah, it's going to be pulled from shelves yeah, Resistance because of a one. scene in a church. Or... Yeah, is it, yeah, it was in Manchester Cathedral, killing people, killing monsters in Manchester Cathedral. But it was like... Did it, it ever happen? It was proper mapped like Manchester Cathedral, like it looked like inside. So I think they were worried about oh. shootings in, in, in churches and stuff. So they were talking... It never ever got pulled though, it stayed out. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there's. A, I think I swear it's just a marketing boy half of the time. Um. So. Well, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna keep me happy, really happy, Sony, just give us, just give them, just give us uh, Sockham or Socom, however people say it. I call it Sockham, being English and the, from the north. Yeah, the the shooty shooty. Yeah. Give me that in bang, VR. Bang, Milsim. You bought you bought Bungie. Give me Destiny in VR. That'd. Can we? <laughs> no, don't give me Destiny in VR, please. I would just shut. I would just shut everything down and just play Destiny all the time. <laughs> so don't give me, don't give me Destiny in VR, please. <laughs> I I do. I so I dabbled the other day. Um, I we we did a live stream doing. Uh, it was building Lego. And I tried Meta have a virtual desktop like thing now in beta on the the the, the quest. It does not in any way, shape, or form replace virtual desktop even in the slightest. But I was testing that whilst viewing my Lego instructions on there, and then play, building the Lego through pass through, uh, and it was very very good. But doing stuff like maybe playing Destiny on a big ass screen in pass through i i'm i'm starting to get the itch of mm. like okay i'm going to start playing more flat games but i'm going to do it in a vr headset using mm -hmm. virtual desktop and then i sit and i watch paradise decay's videos cuz there's not like a week goes by he's not shoehorning some flat game into 3d and then playing it in virtual desktop in his headset and i'm like Dude might just be a pioneer and he might actually be onto something and maybe I want to start doing this for a bunch of my games too because it's the mm. only way I'm going to play them. I've got 2,000 games on Steam. I've maybe completed five. Like, I need to play more games. So maybe that's the way I do it. Mm. But yeah, I think it's got a push for... I'm just hoping some... It does push some more players out there. Do I think it will? I don't think it will in the short term, <laughs> but hopefully. <laughs> you might just... Yeah, this, I mean, he he's certainly received uh, PD, for example. He's received contact from developers. It's just like, this game looks really great. Like It looks like you're having a really good time. We're, we're going to try and shoe on this into VR. Mm -hmm. um, so if, that's, if that is a thing, if that, that is happening, then brilliant. Good on you, man. For sure get more games into VR. And then there's the um, the flat to VR Unreal mod. Yeah. Which is, the, they've been dangling that carrot, but I think there's a select few people that have access to it, and they're trying as many games as they can and seeing what, what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. I've been very, very tempted to try and get like a bootleg version of that and just start playing my vast catalogue of UE games that I have. Because they've been giving away games every single week since they launched it. Yeah. And there's some great games on there too. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I can't wait for that to be a thing. I, it just needs to be a thing. And we do need more AAA. Because I, 
And the thing is, I don't think triple A for VR is the same kind of triple A. No. Really? I mean, don't get me wrong, there are definitely the massive tentpole games here, Half-Life Alexes and things like that of, yeah. of VR, your Assassin's Creed now. But then what most people would say is a VR triple-A game, your Synapse, yeah. um, all, all of the games like this, most triple-A studios would look at that and be like, yeah, like, right, like we said earlier, like... Level. Arizona Sunshine, that'll probably be fall into to me for a triple A VR game. It does, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, the Vertigo games, they make our triple A games. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. After the Fall is a superb game. Arizona Sunshine one, phenomenal game. And to be fair, they're they're they're, they're a little bit kind of the same game reskinned, mm-hmm. but it's fine because they're doing it and they're doing it well. And if it ain't broke, don't with it do yeah. it absolutely keep doing it so yeah they they make great games in that way and then they also did the likes of your fisherman's tail and and um what was the other one that was vertigo and i was absolutely shocked and then incredibly pleased because it turned out to be really great it was an there was a some of the older games as well you play them you're like oh crap this is a vertigo game oh yeah. cool um yeah, they they've been around for a minute, and they they are making some absolute stonkers. So I'm, I'm it, totally fine. What was the seventh guest? Seventh guest is outstanding. That was, that was Vertigo. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. It was Vertigo games. Um, so yeah, they 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 are doing astonishing things. It's they are the the one of the big three five studios. On, on VR that just they they don't miss, yeah. They just don't miss. So I I'm absolutely fine with that. I mean, you could say the same for Servios, but I have a very poor low opinion of their games. But that's that's me. I'm not going to push is my it, own personal agenda. Is it Virgo Games have just announced like the hiring for a big IP? Uh, I know they said they're hiring a social media type person so if you're after that kind of game it is a hybrid remote ga- uh, role in um stockholm yeah i think um so keep that one in mind because in the past they've had such wonderful people like gamertag vr who they set on and then realized that they couldn't work with somebody who's in the uk so yeah you probably want to be out in that region of the world if you're going to apply for that but um i think they announced that the Vertigo games were um, looking to hire for a, a, um, yeah. it. Yeah. Fast Travel that's doing Mannequin. Yeah. Or is that Vertigo as well? Oh, that's Fast Travel, yeah. I thought so. Vertigo See, Games... They're spreading themselves quite thin, and that's... Hopefully that's good. Vertigo Games has a big, high-profile title in the works that's based on a global recognised franchise. So they've been hiring for that recently. And there's a few mm. there's a few rumors going around that it's maybe because it them getting that announcement fell hand in hand with something else that's happened in the VR space. There's people uh it's rumors, so it's not don't take us away as gospel. Um that it's exclusive folks, exclusive possibly, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's possibly a metro VR game. 
And the reason this room's going around is like a Metro Exodus type of that series. Yeah. The reason that room has started is because when they announced this, the working as big I known globally IP, the developer of Paradox of Hope got a cease and desist on developing that because they're saying he's stealing assets and working from he's put out there from a known game that was that was like his. And that was very much everyone was saying that was Metro in VR and he's basically had to cease development on it. He can't afford to go through the court case and stuff. He's had to just cease development on it because he's getting these threats from a company. <laughs> Everyone's like, so people are putting wow. that together and thinking, is it going to be a Metro game? Because that he's been told to cease development on, on that game. <laughs> Who knows? Very interesting. Um, yeah, that's... I, in my head, you said into the radius, even though I actually heard you say Paradox of Hope, but... I was like, wait, that's going to vanish? Yeah, Paradox of Hope, which also looked absolutely astounding. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a shame that's going to die a death. Well, he's and basically just... Is... He has announced that he's just going to reskin it in a different setting and stuff, and... He's, right. It's getting released as a, as a separate game. He's just had to... Obviously, Paradox of Hope was in early access. He's just ceased development on it, and he's working on this new game, which he's going to be able to reskin some of it and make it a different game, and... But he's going to obviously start development on a new game. He can't afford to do it for his... his, his no. I've, I've said this many a time. Nobody at the moment realistically should think about getting into VR to get rich. No. They, they really shouldn't. Because it is just not the install base yet. No. It is just... Um, but people do make money in VR, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But the people that are making VR games, they are doing it for love, not yeah. money. Yeah. And for them to kill somebody who is making a VR game out of love in that way, it's a little bit annoying. I don't... Uh, like I said, it, I, it, might, it might not be that, but it's just that's like people just putting it together because it sort of came around the same time. And Maybe. But either way, it's still kind of messed up that they would they would yeah. do that like even if, if it wasn't vertigo than, and like the developers of vetro just killed it with that reason it's still a it's still not yeah. nice well rather than do that why not like you know extend an olive branch and be like look you're doing this thing and blah 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 but maybe we could do something together like maybe we could call this the uh, metroid uh, metro the paradox of hope mm-hmm like maybe we can work together and we can we can maybe give you a little bit of help and then you can yeah collaborate rather than just destroy mm-hmm. in an ideal world but at the end of the day you know litigious things and lawyers and, and money and copyright and that's all a thing as well and yeah. while I live in a dream world where everybody's friends not the case well yeah I think it's a it's a shame but if he has used assets from there, I suppose they've got a right to say, even if it's not anything to do with that. And it is just the people who made Metro going out, maybe he has used assets from their game and somewhere. I don't know, but it, like I said, it's always a shame to see someone's passion project get shut down like that. Yeah, it is. It certainly is. Um, oh, do you actually, have... on, on Overnote, we mentioned it, that to me, it should have been Game of the Out, the options. Vertigo 2 was being announced the 12th of December, so we lost So we lost Bulletstorm on the 12th of December off the PlayStation users. I mean, for everyone, but 
PlayStation mm. losers lost out on the 12th, but now they're getting Virgo 2 on the 12th on PlayStation at least. So PlayStation users have sort of had it replaced. <laughs> yes, we should have been getting... I mean, you never know, it may have been uh, a, a slight part of the reason why they pushed it. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. I can't see there's a massive crossover between the two, but uh, yeah, that game got pushed back last month um to to december so yeah uh, it's that's coming into fruition and i'm pri- i'm finally gonna play vertigo too because I, I i want it on the playstation i can play it on the pc and it'll be absolutely brilliant but um yeah i, I can't wait to play it on the playstation because i say i think that's essentially my most visually superior headset yeah so i i can't wait to to play that yeah um i can imagine zach has probably used the haptics in ways that he just loves implementing everything, so I imagine he's got a good use of haptics, adaptive triggers. I'm sure yeah. he's done work, would have worked on them. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Any interest in a PlayStation Portal? Just while we're um, winding down. Um, no, I, I, I don't think I'd ever use it outside of the house, and I live on my own, no. so I'm never gonna. Like I need to use the PlayStation. Yeah, I can just use the TV. I'm not gonna have to like go. Oh, you can watch it. I'll go and play this. Like I'm yeah. just gonna be able to play it. So I get that new toy itch, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's literally, it's not even got any graphical capabilities, so I can shoehorn, you know, like emulator games on it or anything. It's it's literally just a way of playing a PlayStation away from a PlayStation, yeah. which is fine if that's what you want. Don't get me wrong. There are people that, um, you know, they might just be like, well, look, rather than sitting in my room playing the PlayStation, I'll come hang out with you next to you and play the PlayStation, mm-hmm. which is brilliant, and that's that's fine. It's definitely mm-hmm. got its use case, but not not for me. I um, think they've got, I think they've got an audience. Like I know I've been listening. I listen to the Cross Button podcast, who mm-hmm. focus on PlayStation VR two, but obviously they're all they were talking about because two of them got the PlayStation Portal. And one of them was saying, like, it's nice sometimes just to go and sit with his wife where she wants to watch something on the telly, but you can sit next to her and they can still have a conversation while he's playing Baldur's Gate or whatever and she's watching what she wants to watch on the telly. He said it's like a, yeah. it gives you that option. Um, Another thing I wasn't... Would do the same for me. Yeah, I wasn't too keen on about it was... Obviously, even when you're using it out of your house, you've got to have, obviously, a decent enough connection. And you've always got to leave your PlayStation in standby mode because your PlayStation 5 has to be on for it to work. So even if you're, like, yes. out of the house, you're going to have to... You can turn it out of standby mode on the... You can launch the... You can open the PlayStation up while it's in rest mode. Yeah. Um, like, you can turn it on and everything remotely, but... You have to have it in rest, uh, yeah, rest mode, basically. It's not, yeah. It's yeah. it's not a thing that that you're in a rush to do. Um, I think I understand. Like... I think I understand why they took that approach because I know people are saying, well, they should have just done like a a Steam Deck type thing, but that's why it's two hundred pound because they, they have yeah. <laughs> the price definitely reflects that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, Sony also have a cloud streaming service. Hmm. Where you can just stream old games and stuff yeah. via the cloud. I'd, why is that not a thing on this device? Oh, yeah, because even on that service, they don't install to your console, do they? I'm thinking, like, no. Game Pass ex- 
installs onto your, the Xbox and that. But that's just a streaming thing, isn't it? Yeah. My Sony uh, Game Pass or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. I don't subscribe. But yeah, it just seems a bit of a missed opportunity on that one. And another thing that I wanted to, to get to before we get to questions, because we are wrapping up. Rumours have it the GTA 6 is going to have a trailer very, very soon. Mm-hmm. All the rumours say it's going to cost upwards of over £100 to buy the base game. Mm. But what if... Sony issued the cease and desist. Sony? Uh, uh, Rockstar issued the cease and desist to Luke Ross for his VR mod for GTA 5. Mm-hmm. What if they brought VR to GTA 6? Mm. That would be another AAA game that would sell headsets. See, and it would sell yeah, headsets. Like, right. think, Meta should throw money at them. I think Sony should. It would make more sense for Sony to do it because they're going to have the console that can run it. But mm. somebody should throw money at them, and Meta seem to be more interested in throwing money at developers, even though they own a bunch. Um, they seem more interested in throwing money at developers to get these games. So I truly would love that to be a thing. Mm. I don't know whether it ever actually will, but I yeah, I would love that the December the twentieth um, they announce. The, the, they show the game that yeah. it actually mentions there may be a PSVR 2 mode. That would be so good. Yeah. That'd be a show up and take my money kind of moment. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. But I think, if anything, if anyone would, hopefully it'd be Sony because I'd hate to think the amount of loading screens you'd have on the quest for the size of my game. <laughs> you'd like get to the end. You'd get to the end be, of the street. Yeah. Load, load the next part. <laughs> it would be impossible. It would absolutely be impossible. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be able to like it'd be a PC game, and we all know that Meta doesn't care about PCs. So. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a couple of questions in chat though. Okay. Um, the first one being gta potato uh if you could spend the day with a development company or team like a, a vr studio presumably vr uh which studio do you pick and if you would care to elaborate as to why by all means do that wasn't part of the question um you know what i think end dreams for me I've yes, I I completely understand that. I had floated the idea of um, traveling down to to End Dreams in um, the the not Brighton. Why have I got Brighton in my head? Um, wherever they are down south and turn right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I floated the idea of going down there and and actually just going and 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 chatting with them and whatever. Like I would totally do it uh, at my own expense and stuff. And it was one of those, yeah, maybe one day sort of things that, that came about. So I am absolutely up for that, even if it's just to, you know, go and kiss everybody's asses because I dig that studio in a big, bad way. Every time I see them at shows and stuff, uh, we always spend a good sort of 20, 30, 40 minutes just hogging their time and 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 stealing all of their, their, their merchandise um, <laughs> that, that they have at the booth. Um, 
Yes, this is so yeah, I, I totally do dig hanging out with and dreams. So that is a fantastic shout. Um I can from personal experience tell you that hanging out with Soul Assembly is probably one of the best, most fun experiences I've had. Like it's bucket list stuff. Like it's it's top top five um VR related memories. And I'll I'll say that so I don't yeah. have to worry about wedding days and things. Um yeah, absolutely is absolutely up there, top five. Spending the day with Soul Assembly was so much fun. And take away all of the, you know, um free food and things they just forced into us which was astounding um just hanging out with them as a, a studio and talking to them they're all just so great real people um there are very extroverted people there that you know would come along and make me feel included and then towards the end of the day i managed to find a pack of introverts yeah and we got together and had a, a chat and stuff <laughs> and i still sort of casually um chat with them as well and they're just a phenomenal group of people but because i've already done that i feel i should choose a different studio now yeah. and i feel like you've taken end dreams and and rightly so they're a great studio if i could pick a different studio I feel like there's... I, well, I, I've got various different criterias. So I could totally say fast travel mm -hmm. because that would get me a lot closer to hanging out with Paul than if I was to say uh, the, the Resolution mm -hmm. uh, games or, or somebody like that. Um, right, okay. Gun to the head. Virgo, yeah. Virgo mm. games. That was that was I was on an hour between End Dreams and Virgo games. So. Yeah, I was trying to think of like Reddit Dawn and stuff like that because Low and Echo is astounding, and I would love to to hang out with them. And technically, it's an Oculus Studio, so I would be able to nurture that relationship. And maybe one day they would uh, accept me as a, a a human being. I don't know, but. Yeah, no, Vertigo just they they just make bangers. They really do. And it looks like a pretty cool place to hang out. Yeah, I'm gonna say all the videos um, and pictures of people released hanging out with them. That all seems like a pretty cool environment to be in. Yeah. But I my my temptation is once again, I love talking to the people because of the passion that they have for yeah. VR. And I I feel like they're big enough to have people that aren't as passionate about VR. Like it's a day job for them. Yeah. And that's that's where I just think maybe that's not the choice. And I was like, oh, do I go my dearest? Because I can speak to to Alberto for I have at length spoken to Alberto. Yeah. Um, SciTech Games, I the, I I love hanging out with John, and I would love to meet more of the people behind. Well, I've met quite a few people behind Windlands. Um, so I would love to spend a day at SciTech. It's yeah, there's. Uh, XR games are fairly close-ish to me, I think, and I keep badgering them to try and get a studio tour. But in Leeds, uh, and in Leeds, XR, I believe so. Yeah, so that's like an hour or so away from me. I could quite mm -hmm. easily, and I would happily just zip on over there. Um, 
yeah so it's that's the thing just hanging out with the developers and the best way to do that to it's one of my favorite things to do it's the reason why i attend most of these shows i don't give a crap about playing the new sonic game mm -hmm. or the latest dark souls that's coming in a year or whatever people queue for hours for them yeah. i just spent 20 minutes stood queuing up for for vr stuff or or whatever and yeah i just chat to the developers at length like, oh, do you want to play the game it's like no, I'll let this person do it while they're doing that. I'll just chat to you. So I just let the next person go and chat to the developers. It's yeah. just my favorite thing to do. I next year, I more guests. If, if if people are happy with this, um, mm -hmm. I I want I want to get more guests. I loved, yeah, I loved chatting to to uh, the Tatiana. Was it? Um, yeah. About Call of the Sea. Call of the Sea. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah, definitely. So I want to do that more. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we discussed it. I think you're saying we should be, we should start doing it, start next year. Yeah, start looking at getting more and more people in. Guessing, I'll start. I'll I'll start. You know, shaking those trees and seeing what comes yeah. loose. Uh, but if there are any studios or developers or anybody that you want us to go for, like you know, give me a reason. I can go. Our viewers want to see you um, talk about your game. Um, yeah. Maybe switch back. Um, I can I can go for them because they are. Once again, the the passion and joy. I don't know whether it was so much passion about VR as much as it was terrifying me. Yeah. Either way, totally dig him. Absolutely dig him. <laughs> so I'll see if I can get him to come and chat with us. We can. Um. um we we can use we can use this that I was shocked to get an email about which I shared with you the other day. <laughs> and like the last. Yeah. It was in the last thirty days. We were. I've, I've even forgot what number it is. That's not good, is it? Oh yeah, we were like thirty ninth, thirtieth uh, um, position video game podcast or in 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 Canada, Canada, yeah, yeah, which was yeah thirty nine. They're the thirtieth most oh. listened to video gaming podcast in Canada in the last thirty days on Apple Podcasts. Completely yeah, top, top thirty video game podcast <laughs> yeah. in, in Canada, everybody. So hello Canada. Um, hello. I'm not going to insult you by saying a at the end of that sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or mentioning syrup or mooses. So yes. Um so we fit the studios definitely. Fit the other question in. Definitely get more look at getting more people in to talk. <laughs> Final question. Um as we wrap up. Best VR co op game. Ooh. Oh, there's um uh I have not laughed as much as I did laugh when I played Arizona Sunshine with Book. Mm -hmm. That was incredibly fun. Um, playing Survive S U R one V three. Um that that was a great co-op game. Yeah. Winlands uh, is just great in and of itself. Just watching your mates just swing around and bow and arrowing crap, Winlands too. That's that's awesome. I've I that's like asking me to pick a child. I know, it's very best. Like for me, it's all like you said, there's so many good criteria for it. Like you said, Winlands 2, I always have a fantastic time playing that, like, in core. Um, mm. after, after the fall for me is probably yeah. up there. Um, I mean, there's only... I mean, to me, actually, there's only one winner for this category. Walkabout well, mini-golf. Yeah. <laughs> Walkabout mini-golf. <laughs> 
I can make an argument for not liking it, but you are absolutely right. Walkabout Mini Golf is a cracking game. Um, I'm going to lump all of the forever, the four, four VR games together. Because yeah. they all technically bleed into one. You can just walk into one and play the others. Because um, they're great. Walk, uh, uh, bowling and, and darts. And I've not played pool yet. I want to play pool. Mr. Bowl, we should play pool. Um, yeah, I, I want to play that one. And then, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So the space game uh, that Zim's obsessed with, no Man's Sky, you mm. could realistically call that a triple A multiplayer game that's mm -hmm. also got VR. Yeah. Um Arizona Sunshine, as I said, that's just brilliant. Um Demio, can't forget the Cappuccino launcher. We've we've got some fond memories. And this is the thing. Is it that the game is the best game to play in VR, or is it just that I've generated some very good memories? Yeah, I see what I mean. Them? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna gun gun to the head. I'm gonna choose Arizona Sunshine because that was I've I've played that with quite a few different people. Yeah. And loved it. Like I I I, I can't can't get enough of that game. I'm still gonna stick with thingy for me. Lockabout. Walkabout Mini Golf. Yeah, it's good. The, one of the big issues that I have with Walkabout Mini Golf, and they will end on a negative note, um, is that if you end up playing with like eight people, a round of golf takes nine hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a battery only lasts two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the amount of times I keep trying to play, I end up not seeing the end of it because there's just so damn many of us. You have like... um. On the on the thing of walkabout is seventh of December we get we finally get the meow meow course. Keep an eye on this one. Is it meow meow? I don't even know what that means. It's like a sensory place, like a real life sensory place I've worked with. Oh, okay. And they've made a course based on it. Could be interesting. Um, so yes, but I have I've played walkabout with many different people as well, many different walks of life. Um, from you guys to Vivian to um, other, other yeah, I've I've played. Sorry, I'm forgetting who you are. I'm sorry, but yeah, I've played with various different people, and it's it is a fun game. I can't I can't lie, it is a really fun game. Um, but you said that, so I'll pick some else. Right. That is the end of the questions. But until next time, yeah. I've been Dr. Oculus. You can catch me here at uh, all the these links that are, are below me right here at twitch.tv Dr. Oculus VR. Uh, Dr. Oculus VR on Instagram. Dr. Underscore Oculus on Twitter. Um, yeah, places. Watch me. Do things. Fun times. Podcast mm -hmm. coming on YouTube as well, so you can catch it back there if ever you want to catch some older episodes. Yep. And for me, catch me on this channel. The VR Realm on Twitter, VR Realm on TikTok. I don't do TikTok very much, but I should because I'll put a Smash Drums video out on there and it's it flew up in crazy views, so maybe I should start doing it more. I just can I just never remember to. Um <laughs> and the VR Realm.com. Plenty of reviews over there. there. You go. <laughs> I keep stuff there. Um I, I I mean I think 
recently there's been reviews coming every other day at the moment because how crazy it is. Um, so keep an eye out on over there for for reviews and obviously audio version. If you listen to this, it, you know where it is. It's on all the big platforms. The search for the, wherever you get your the reverse, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you everyone. So next month we will be like we like we said we won't be following the last of every Tuesday. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's Boxing Day, um, but we'll appear we'll next month. Keep an eye on the socials. We, we have a Twitter account for the podcast as well. Oh, so, yes, we do. You know, yeah. Follow that if ever you want to know whenever we're going live, if you don't want to follow us. And we will also, next month, we'll be talking about our VR games of the year. We've got, that's that's always settled in December. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've got a month to play 19,000 games. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go play more games. So yeah, we'll be back next month with that. That's what we'll be looking at next year. But yeah, thank you everyone. And until next month, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the VRverse podcast. Join us next month for more virtual reality goodness. That's here on the VRverse podcast.